0: Gospel of Luke, Chapter Ten. Every June I've committed to. Sharing from this passage in Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38, a message that I heard preached from a track from a a long time ago friend of mine, pastor of a church in Quakertown, Upper Bucks Community Christian Fellowship, Tim Decker. And he was also instrumental in us starting our first home fellowship in Norristown some 30-some years ago on Sunday nights, which only continued for about a year and a half. Well, he wrote several tracks, and the one that really got to me and really God really spoke to and has stayed with me all these years was a track called One Thing is Needful, and it comes from this passage here. So first... uh, I want to read this passage. Uh, so well, why do you share this every year? Because I think it's one of the most important messages that I've ever heard. And, you know, I had read over this story of Mary and Martha many times, and uh, but never did it speak to me like it did when I read this tract that Tim had written. Let's read from verse 38. Now it happened as they went in. And that went that he he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus feet and heard his word but Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said Lord don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone therefore tell her to help me And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part that will not be taken away from her. There are certain things that when you read this, every time it stands out to you, So Mary and Martha were the sisters of Lazarus, who Jesus would raise from the dead, and they were friends, and Jesus came to his house with his disciples, and it says that Martha welcomed him into her house. And she was very hospitable and welcoming. The Bible says to practice hospitality. And so as a Christian we should do that. And but it says here Mary in verse 39 sat at Jesus feet and heard his word. That means that she, she heard his word because Jesus was speaking. And she was sitting at his feet. She was at a place where she could hear Jesus speaking. Martha was not Martha was in the kitchen she was running around and she was very uh, busy with the preparations for this whatever she was going to do she was distracted Martha was distracted with much serving and she comes to Jesus and says my sister's not helping me tell her to help me I'm busy with those. I got so much to do. I got all this stuff to do. Help me. Tell her to help me. Maybe she had already asked Mary to help. And and she ignored her or something, Mary sister. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Look what she's doing. She's letting me do all the work. I'm doing all this work and she's not even helping me. Tell her to help me. Your Lord, tell her. And I guess to Martha's surprise, the answer that Jesus gave her was not what she was expecting. Instead of her saying, I guess she expected Jesus to say, yeah, Mary, why aren't you helping Martha? Look at her. Look at all the work she's doing. You're not helping her. Being lazy? Not what he said at all. Instead, he put a mirror in front of Martha. And he mentions Martha's name twice. Martha, Martha. You can you can almost imagine his tone of voice. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. Some say you're anxious. And troubled about many things. You know, this message is really about our lives. And you can take this and look at this as a pattern of life, of how we're living. Anxious and troubled about many things. And this message is not just for old folks, or for middle aged folks, or for young adults, it's for everyone. We can be so wrapped up in the busyness of our life. We don't have time for what Mary's doing. And Jesus commended Mary for not being trapped with the affairs of life and distracted. I think one version says that Martha was distracted by many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part which will not be taken away from her. The Bible says, those things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. They won't be taken away. And it really boils down to this. How are we living? Do we have time for spiritual things in our life? Yes. Do we have time to pray? Yes. Do we have time to serve the Lord? Yes. Do we have time to be at the Lord's disposal? Yes. But of all the things above everything else, (coughs) do we have time to spend with the Lord? I don't mean just giving Him our prayer list, very important, and unbur- unshackling our burdens and tell Him of all our problems, yes. But there's more. And maybe we're not experiencing more than that. Maybe we're not even experiencing as much as I've said already. But there's that and more. There's Fellowship with God. The Bible says our fellowship is in the Holy Spirit. There is fellowship, communication, we speaking to God, not just about all our problems, but God speaking to us. I'm afraid many times when we come to the Word of God, Okay, Lord, tell us what's, what this all means here and everything else, and you know, uh, help me to understand all this and everything else. George Mueller once pointed out when he was asked, How, because he preached such good sermons, how did he prepare for his sermons? He said, I don't prepare sermons. He says, I go to the Lord. And I look into his word and I'm praying for God to, to speak to me and communicate with me as I read his word. And he says, the Lord communicates to me. He tells me things about myself. He brings conviction to me. He, everything, he says, he's speaking to me as I'm reading his word. There's a communication. There's a fellowship going on as he's reading the word. And he says, whatever God speaks to me, he says, that's what I use to speak to others. What God has taught me, what God is showing me, what God is communicating to me. There is a living communication. This is what it's about when Jesus is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us as we read his word. But the question is, are we in that place like Mary where we're in a place where we can hear what he's saying. In the book of Proverbs it says wisdom cries out in the streets. The heavens declare God's handiwork, his glory. Declare his glory and and and, and his handiwork. But many people never never hear the wisdom that's crying out in the streets. God's It says it goes everywhere. God's wisdom, His voice is everywhere. But many are not in a place to hear it. People of the world, and unfortunately, many in Christendom. We're not in a place where we're hearing from God. Because we're not putting ourselves in that place. You see that when Jesus was speaking, the world stopped from air. Everything stopped. The Lord is speaking. And she sat down at Jesus' feet. That position speaks volumes about our life. Are we putting ourselves in a place where the Lord can speak to us? Not us speak to Him. That's part of it. But in fellowship, it's supposed to be two-way communication. Jesus compared our Father in Heaven Earthly fathers. Now, if you're a parent, a father or mother, <coughs> and you have children, who, as they grow up, they only tell you what they want from you, but that's the only time they ever speak to you. There's no relationship from their end. I mean, you can be talking to them and trying to, uh, you know, have a relationship with them, and they just ignore you. And the only, thing, the only time they ever talk to you is when they tell you what they need and what their problems are and give me the keys to the car or can I have my allowance or give me, give me, give me. And you would say, well, what kind of a parent-child or what, what kind of relationship am I having my son when The only time he ever talks to me is when he needs something, when he's got a problem. And I remember being a teenager and having that kind of and being selfish and just having that kind of relationship with my father. I only talked to him when I needed something. But that's where I was in life at that time. And unfortunately, we can have that kind of a relationship with God. Now, God invites us and tells us to bring our needs to him. And our problems, and unshackle our burdens before him. But he never intended that that be the beginning and the end of it. That he desires to have a relationship with us, we're not. We're just not talking to him, but he's talking to us. Got my book upside down. So we'll hold our finger there. And go to the Gospel of John, hold your finger in Luke 10, we're going back to it. Go to the Gospel of John chapter 4. In verse 10, and Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have said, given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with in the well of Zeep. Where then do you get that living water? In verse 13, and Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. We know from John chapter 7 that Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may thir- not thirst nor come here to draw. And she goes on in this conversation with this woman. And she says to him in verse 19, The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is a place where one ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mount, worship, or in Jerusalem worship the Father. Verse 23, But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers who worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. This reveals us to us something about God, that He desires worship from us. Worship is not just an Old Testament practice. It was different then. It included uh, sacrificing animals. It included, uh, you know, offering incense and, and uh, drink offerings, all this other stuff. And Jesus said that now the New Testament Christian must worship Him from our hearts and our spirit. Coming from our hearts. True worship comes from the heart. And that's part of our fellowship with God. Being before Him, Him speaking to us, we speaking to Him, and us worshiping Him. So what is worship? The actual definition is ascribing worth to something. The great worth, the greatness of God. And if you read the book of Psalms, it's full of statements And expressions of honor and worship to God. Well, that seems a little fanatical. That seems a little different. That's what Jesus said: that those who worship the Father must worship Him from our hearts and in the truth in Christ. Is something that comes from the heart. God speaking to us, us speaking to Him, worshiping Him. You see, it describes some of the nature of the relationship that we should be having between us and the Father. That's possible. That's why I say there's more. There's more than just praying for the things we need and asking God for help. There's a relationship that can be had. With the unseen God. But we see Him and we sense Him in the Spirit, in a spiritual sense. Back to Luke chapter 10. We are anxious and troubled about many things. We're distracted. We're troubled. We're bound sometimes by many things. When I read that, it reminds me of the parable of Jesus with the sower and the soil and the seed that was planted in the thorny ground. The weedy ground. And he interpreted what that meant. He described what the thorns were that choked the word out and made it unfruitful. Cares of this world. You know, the things of this life. Not just sin, just the things of this life. Business, uh, problems, uh, challenges. The things of this life. Very distracting. Deceitfulness. Of riches. Getting more. Materialism. The Bible calls it idolatry. Covetousness, which is idolatry. Having more. Having better. The American dream. Desires or lust, some versions say, of many of other things. Riches, pleasures of life, cares, pleasures of life, entertainment, all kinds of things that that might be the saying there's no time to have pleasure in life. But you see that it becomes, it can become a distraction and dissuade, and dissuade us from God's vision. All kinds of diversions of life. Those things are, can be very good at times, but you see that they can take hold of us and become um, a distraction. take over our life the cares of life can take over our life the distractions of life can take over our life so that we become unfruitful and we become like Martha you know was there anything wrong with her preparing a meal hospitality serving the Bible tells us that we should serve one another in love. Serving is a Christian command. The ministry. ministering means serving. Ministry is important. But it doesn't take the place of fellowship with God. And never ever should. And you see in the place where Martha was, it had taken the place of where, of where she should have been, where Mary was. There's a time for everything and a season for everything under the sun. But we must make time for fellowship with God. So let God speak in our hearts. In Psalm 46, in verse 10, it says this. Be still and know that I am God. And we can say, oh, I know God is God. But we have to take time and be still to know it in our spirit, to, to have it bring peace and rest to our spirit. To have that, as we talked about last week, the peace of God entering and staying in our hearts. Be still and know that I am God. You see that Mary was being still, And she wasn't even speaking before the Lord. It's time to let God speak. After we've unshackled our burdens, after we've talked to the Lord, okay. You ever know somebody that just talks and talks and talks and never lets you get a word in edgewise? Okay, we've spoken to the Lord, now let God speak. Now, this may not agree with theological uh, protocol <laughs> that God is acting in some places, that God is actually speaks to us if we would just be still. But the Bible tells us to be still. And you see that even though Jesus is not physically here with us the way he was with Mar- Mary. But the message is, is that God will speak to us if we would be still before Him. God will speak to us if we have ears to hear when we're looking into His Word. That we're not just studying and just reading it to to see what's there. But the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, that God's Word is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions. It goes down into the spirit of the man, to cut the spirit and the soul asunder. But that process, when we're hearing the Word of God, we'll never benefit from it. We're not listening. We have to be a good Listener. I don't mean just with others, before the Lord. He's discerning as we look into His Word. He's discerning what's going on inside of us. And He's communicating and exposing and showing us what's on, what's going on inside of us. Maybe we don't want to hear that. Maybe that scares us a little. We're, we don't want to know, but we need to know. So, I remember when I was a kid, when I was a big TV watcher at night. Every night we'd watch TV after, after everything else was done. You would sit in front of the TV. And you go to school the next day and say, Hey, did you watch uh, uh, you know this TV show last night? I said, No, I was watching the baseball game. I think. so. I didn't see it because I was on a different channel. And that's kind of where we're at sometimes we're on the wrong channel, so to speak. We're not putting ourselves on in the right channel. We're not in the right place and oh boy oh boy oh boy, the excuses and the justifications and the rationalizations we make for being in the wrong place. If we would review them in our minds, and share them with each other, sometimes we'd embarrass ourselves. And this is not here for embarrassment. This is just the sober talking to that we hear from this, this message that we're hearing today, that it's time for us to sober up and to grow up as a Christian. I remember when I was a young teenager, my older brothers and sisters used to say to me, my parents sometimes, Grow up, you know? (laughs) And I think that it's a message where we understand that God does not want us to be stagnant and stationary and be where we are, but to grow in all things in Him, as it says in Ephesians 4. To grow up as a Christian. To grow up as a fellowship. We're very needy. But at the foundation of all this is a message that we read here. The fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said abide in Him. To come to Him. To be filled with His Spirit. How does that happen? How are we filled with the Spirit? It takes getting alone with the Lord and letting Him Coming before Him. Say, well, Jesus, come to me and drink. Well, how are we going to drink? We're not having that kind of communication and quiet before Him and still before Him and letting Him do what He has to do and speak to us and talk, and talk to us. And God actually speaks to us? Yes. He speaks to us in our inner man, in our spirit. Some have heard Him speaking audibly, but I'm talking about what we're hearing here. Let the Lord Jesus Christ speak to us as we sit at his feet and we're alone before him. Pie in the sky? Artif something not real? No. The message is here, right in this in this Luke chapter 10 here. One thing is needful, it says Jesus said to Martha. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from us. This short little story is here for our learning. To teach us something about how we're living. And how we should be living. When Jesus says one thing is needful, the word needful means necessary. It says... There's Mary. Look at what she's doing. That's what's needful for each of us. Sitting at the feet of Jesus from a spiritual sense. The Lord is present. Not only does He live within us, He's present. Sitting before Him, let Him speak to us. Too busy? Too much going on? Crowded schedule? Do we want to grow? I don't mean just in some ways. Do we want to grow in our relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ? Through the Father? To be filled with... Is that... Are we hungering and thirsting for that? Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts. He shall be filled. Are we hungry and thirsting to draw close to God? and Him draw close to us? Or are we living a life, a spiritual life of spiritual maintenance? (laughs) might sound a little weird, that term, but you know what I mean. Go to church, go to study, go to read the Bible every day or when we can. Praying. Spiritual maintenance, you know. The fact of the matter is, for anyone who has ears to hear, there's more. Beyond all this, and Jose said it last week in his comment, focusing on a relationship with Jesus Christ. God desires us to worship Him, to draw close to Him, to have a relationship with Him, to have fellowship with Him. Can you really have a relationship with an unseen God? Yes. There is Spirit. Worship Him in spirit and in truth. To some, this may seem to be wild or nonsensical, fanatical, but as you look into the Word of God, but it's us. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalm 29. Psalm 95. Let us worship and bow down for the Lord. The marriage feast that Jesus talked about in his parables. This invitation. How many people were too busy? Mm. You know? And they were thick with excuses. There's an invitation for come to Him. Come to Him. In the world they make fun of it and say, come to Jesus meeting or something like that. But Jesus does say, come to me all you who are labor and heavily laden and I'll give you rest. And he says, and learn from me. Not just learn from the words in the Bible, but learn from him. Let him speak to us as we read his word. Let him communicate to us. Let him tell us what's on his heart, not just what's on our heart, to tell him. A two-way relationship is vital to a healthy spiritual life. Can you imagine guy Young man asks the girl out on a date and takes her to a restaurant. Nice provides for a nice meal, and the whole time she's there, she's on her cell phone, not has her head down on her cell phone, not really having much interest as he's talking to her, not really answering much, you know, except when you know when it's time to order or something like that, and then back on the phone, Facebook, internet, and. You know, just like people do today, that's all very distracting and really can catch your attention, can it? And that's the way the world is. How's that guy feel? Like guys thinking to themselves, "Boy, this young lady's not really interested in a very deep relationship with me, is she?" You know, (laughs) not hard for him to come to a conclusion like that. But yet. Again, just like we were talking earlier, God desires a deep and real relationship and fellowship with ago I mentioned about when Jesus was in the boat with his disciples and there was a storm at sea, remember what he got up and said, he said, peace be still to the storm. We have storms in our soul. As we draw close to the Lord, as we fellowship with him, we begin to experience not only the peace. But it says, be still. Be still before the Lord and know that He is God. Let Him speak to us. You know, when I was a young man, a teenager, before I knew the Lord, I had no use for nature. And you know, I didn't really enjoy it. didn't, didn't appreciate it like I did was as a youngster. I really appreciated it as a youngster. I lost that and I came back to the Lord I remember as a young Christian one day I went to a park uh, down in Philadelphia Fair, uh, in Fairmont Park and it was a beautiful October day I saw all the beautiful colors and it wasn't I hadn't seen it years before that all of a sudden one day there it was God's glory was I could see His glory in all those colors and everything and just spoke to me. And when I went up in places at night and saw God's stars, all of a sudden I was in a different place. I was in a place where I could see God's handiwork. And those things were speaking to me. I was beginning to see the glory of God through the things He created like I had never seen before. We miss so much if we're not still before the Lord. We don't put ourselves in a place to be still before the Lord and to know that He is speaking through the things He created and His glory is seen in these things and also just in our quiet time with Him if we would just get quiet and still before Him. And make that time and yes we got to do those things but push all the distractions out of the way the Lord will help us and, and to be still peace be still to be still and know that he's God uh, that's what I have to share today um, brothers David let's we'll start with you you brothers want to comment on